This is Aikido Discussed, your regular weekly Aikido podcast where we talk about everything involving the martial art of Aikido. I'm Christopher Hine, head instructor at Aikido Fresno, and with me is Joshua Tiki, assistant instructor at Aikido Fresno. And Maya Solana McDaniel, first Q and student at Aikido Fresno. I love that one because uh, it was so subtle, the changes, uh-huh. like just so subtle. Uh, maybe no one picked it up. I picked it up. And then as I picked it up, I think you were like, ah, he's picking it up. I almost lost it, but then brought it back. Yeah, it was... brought it back, brought it back. I actually I was just thinking, uh, I feel like I did this just the other day, and, and right. we did. Um, what's really funny is, and I don't know if this has happened to you before, like, um, so you do one thing and you do it uh, a certain way every time. And then at, a cer- at some point you're like, oh, I'm going to do it a different way. But like you find yourself, you can't do it that way, mm-hmm, even mm-hmm, when you because it's like you you start thinking about how you're doing it, and then you can't do it at all because you're like. That's like when you think about a word and you start thinking yes. about it, and it stops being a word to you, right? And uh-huh. you're just like, you say it over. What is that? Yeah. Sounds like nothing. What is? Yeah. So we have, uh, like, we mentioned last week bunch of topic ideas so we're still playing off of those um this one came from one of our own students yes yes Yes. oh yes um and interested in wanting to know about or how was it how was the how was it phrased this thing I mean, or was he just like throwing it out? I think I just wrote it down. Yeah, so it'd be a cheat. Uh, Basically, just wants to know about. uh, people with disabilities in Aikido and how Aikido pertains to people with different disabilities. Am I not supposed to say disabilities? No, anymore? disabilities is fine. Okay. I think. Okay. Um, different but, abilities. Isn't yeah, it? With, I think it's. Well, uh, I don't want to be. Fl- I'm, I'm trying. If I come across or any of us as uh, flippant about any of this, that's not. That's trying, not what's trying, trying to be sensitive. But uh, trying to be sensitive. I do believe differently able. I think that was in vogue for a second, but I think it's out again. And um, now it's back to disabled. Yeah. What? I think so. not this, yeah. Anyway, uh, people uh, who may have st- struggles with I don't physical know. things that are uh, different than or right or the it could average, be. Uh, uh, I mean, it I could also be sort of non physical. Yeah, people with disabilities. That's what I'm going to have to say. I mean, you know what I <laughs> yeah, mean. Yeah. I'm, I'm not trying to be mean to anyone, uh, but uh, it could also be people though non physical because I, I would say that you know if people with uh, I, I'm thinking of students that we've had before who maybe had Asperger's or sure, sure, some sure, sort sure. of other, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, anyone who's got um, uh, some kind of condition that, that maybe they think w- would prevent them from doing Aikido, um, how could we address yeah. that? Um, this is a good one because I think in the way at least that we have talked about Aikido in the past, one of the things we talk about is that it ha- it, it has to be open to sort of everyone and, right. what, and what does important. that mean? Um, and there are people who have a different set of, uh, challenges and knowing that this is a physical thing, um, and some people maybe don't have the same sort of mobility or they don't have the same sort of, maybe they can't see, maybe they can't hear, maybe they can't like, you know, um, how that, how that can all, all play in. Right. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting, I think it's an interesting, interesting topic. I think it's a good topic. I mean, I think one of the first things to realize is that uh, we all have limits. And I think I think when you train in kind of ableist martial arts, and I think a lot of martial arts are like ableist martial arts, um, m- meaning just martial arts that are like um, designed for designed people, for who, people are who are, who are able, mega, yeah. mega yeah. able, right? Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, even those have absolute limitations, you know, like if you, if you try to box with a pickup truck, um, <laughs> you'll lose, you'll lose. You know, Man pick- versus truck yeah, in the trucks ultimate win. showdown. But yeah, they win, they win. Um, and so it's like, uh. That pickup truck has a, a yeah, really man. great left hook. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I really think that like, the first thing to understand is that everyone is limited, um, in one way or another. And so because everyone is limited in one way or another, what martial arts sh- systems should be doing is attempting to address your own limitations. So martial arts should kind of be able to address everyone's limitations. Mm-hmm. That's what that's why we built a system. Because the idea is if if I could just do it without a system, why the fuck would I use a system, right? If I if I could just Hulk smash everyone, then I would right. just I wouldn't Hulk smash anything. everyone, right? Right, right. right. I mean, most of the world's strongest men aren't right. running out to learn martial arts unless they think it's funny, you know? Right, <laughs> unless they think... 
Well, and, and they do they do martial arts ironically. So looking, uh, so talking about Aikido specifically, it would seem like, at least in the way that we look at it, that it does have some. Um, it is better situated than a lot of martial arts to uh, for people who have different levels of ability. Yeah, I mean, I, because I, we're not because it's not necessarily comp- it's not designed for uh, mega ultra right like strong dudes. It was invented by by a little old man, right? Like by and by little old man, I literally mean like you know a less than five foot tall little old guy. Yeah, right. Um, so he wasn't old when he invented it, but well, uh, arguably point. he was. I mean, so well, um, how, yeah. How well, old? when he said he invented it, he was forty-two. Yeah, that's old. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's old. Ancient. That, in I fact. mean, that, that is old in the grand scheme, and especially at that time. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. he was it's, significantly older when it became a right, martial right, art. Like, I mean, when he said he invented it, that's he was the only guy who had ever who done doing Aikido, it, right, right, right? right? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. so in nineteen forty-two, he was the only guy who did Aikido, and he said, "Hey, I've invented this new so thing." So it probably was he was in his. I mean, 60s, 60s when in, it started. In the yeah, exactly right. right. Yeah, I think that's so, right. And definitely, at that point, we I think we look at age a little different now. And I wouldn't necessarily say someone who's 60 is old, but especially at that time, and even now, it is old. 40s old. Like I'm. I'm I mean, it depends. You know, you know for for a uh, uh, and it's an Olympic right. gymnast, it's like you know, ten lifetimes right, or right, something. Right, you know right, what right, I mean? Right. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. I mean, right. it's you know, all like, it's all uh, relative, I suppose, but. Um, so, uh, I mean, I don't, I, I mean, you know, yeah, it's all relative, but, but basically, uh, you know, Aikido is supposed to be about using the other person's intent to harm yeah. you to defend yourself. So ideally it should be really good for people who have limitations they hit sooner. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyone who has limitations and, you know, I think that's kind of the thing to realize is that it's like, if you're facing three people, you're limited. You know? Right, right, right. You, for sure. you, you can't fight three people. Right. Um, no matter how, yeah, abled, abled you are. Right, right. You're still, yeah. And so, okay, so having said that, so I mean, I think there's some stuff we got to kind of sort out first. So the further away you are from the conflict, the more options you have. And the, the, the more entrenched in the conflict you are, the fewer options you have, right? So... You mean like physically entangled? With yeah, con- yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, if you, if ever, if our listeners all knew my spectrum of conflict, I would say, you know, when we're down into the grappling um, section of it, like the fighting at the end there, then like you, you Those do have options. to have, we, you we do have fight. to have some kind of physicality, right? right? right. So, um, so you know, it's like talking about fighting a pickup truck, right? I mean, if you had to fight a pickup truck. Um, I mean, I would wait until the pickup truck was parked and there was no one in it, and then <laughs> then I'd go beat the shit out of the pickup truck, like right? on uh, like on Street Fighter. Sure, sure, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like on Street Fighter. I mean, that gives me the best options, yeah. though, you know. And so I think that's kind of the I key way of looking at it. You're thinking is... of that Carrie Underwood song where she she goes, "I dug my key into the side of his pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive." Anyway, that's that's what you would do. Yes, that's right. what I would do. I'd yeah. I'd, 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 I'd get Slash my keys. Tires yeah. And, yeah, and go for it. Yeah, and I get his truck. <laughs> I get that truck. Um, <laughs> pull the wires. Or yeah, whatever. whatever I gotta do. Um, Banana in the tailpipe. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I mean that's the way you should look at it, and I believe that's the way Aikido teaches us to look at conflict. Although it's done a poor job systematically doing that, but that, I mean that's what I think the system's saying, and so um, uh, that's how I think you should address everything. And so if you're talking to people who have limitations that come up sooner than other people then it's like well you need to master the earlier sets mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. uh the stuff we have before, right. before the, the latter stuff right you know so it's just a a change in the sort of the focus the perspective of of uh where the where you want the conflict to resolve right i mean you know so to me you know if you study uh, boxing um Throwing a, a really solid straight punch and and successfully landing it and doing a lot of damage that is successful boxing. You successfully used boxing, um, but in Aikido, if I do shionage, well, I've already fucked up about ten times, right? Mm-hmm. So like, sure. by the yeah. time I'm doing a technique, I've already made many many mistakes, bad, and so bad choice. I think like if you look at Aikido that way, which is how I look at Aikido, the philosophy, right? Of Aikido, you yeah, mean. yeah. So, I mean, I think we get into sticky wickets if we just say the philosophy, because it's like, it is a, a spectrum. And so on that continuum, I want to master the earlier parts 
of it rather than the later parts, right? Yeah. I, I mean, I guess I'm just trying to acknowledge the fact that, like, not all Aikido schools teach that stuff the way that we teach it. And sure. so for or most even schools, think it's more about of a philosophical it in the way that, thing that we, than, <laughs> that we yeah. think about it. Yeah, I mean, so, so, I mean, I think the whole thing's a sticky wicket because I think built into the system are these things. And I think they're... You, you can't miss them if you're looking for them. But if you're not looking for them, then they're easy to miss, you right. know. And, and that's what I mean by, like, Aikido's done a bad job systematically of teaching us all this because it hasn't made it clear enough. But I think it's built into the training, you sure. know, that, like, here's the distance you would want to be at. But in order to understand why that's the distance you'd want to be at, you've got to understand why distancing is what it is and, and what the ramifications of not being at that distance are. And, and it does a bad job of explaining that. I mean, I'm not saying at our school. I'm saying like across the board. Sure. So, yeah. And so when yeah. you say Aikido philosophically, then I think most people hear that and say, oh, turn the other cheek. And and that's ah, that's I not see. what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Like, And so so if you get into that, like it, the second most people hear that, they think about like kumbaya and, and, and you know, meditation beads and, and singing songs by the fire or some right. shit. They, right. They, right. It takes it out of the actual practice right. of Aikido. Right. Right. And I'm, I don't think that's the case. I just think tactically or strategically, like, you know, if, yeah. if you were to say that then i'd say yes um and while i agree that that tactic and and strategies are a part of the philosophy of aikido when you say philosophy i think people gear up in a different way no that makes sense yeah because uh the the tactics that's that's the thing that that you should be focusing on is the well so let's talk about this because there is an obvious thing so like someone comes in and uh they have severe mobility problem mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. how do you deal with that in 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 class time and in, in like realistically in you know putting someone in class or they have vision problems or they have something that you know because the way that we train we do train in a very specific way so mm -hmm. how do we how do we integrate um those people into into training i mean at a certain point um a person might not be able to be integrated into regular IQ. I mean, so like, look, limitations go everything from being in an iron lung. I mean, if someone's in an iron lung, I mean, could they right, get something right, out of the right. philosophy of Aikido? Absolutely. Right. But, but they, I mean, they kind of can't do anything can't else, right. you know? And up. then you go up to someone who's maybe um, uh, can't hear, uh, not able to hear, then someone like that, they could probably do 99.9% sure. .9 yeah. of everything we do, you know? So, so there's a big spectrum of what that is. And so at a certain point, y you couldn't do regular Aikido class um, because the main focus wouldn't be anything you're able to do. So if you're in iron iron lung, for example, it's like, well, you know, we can talk about the philosophy like Maya was talking about, but right. it might kind of end at that. Or like you could maybe work with your caretakers, right? Because you'd have to have caretakers and like kind of get them on board with what that would mean, mm -hmm. right? Um, so it's, it's I mean, it's, it's just such a big field that we can't kind of address it that way. Yeah, I think part of the problem with this conversation is like, the concept of people with disabilities like what the fuck does that even mean right. because it can be from everything from something that's really visible right in terms of you know like mobility or uh, someone needs an assistive device or something all the way to something that's completely invisible to people you know whether that's just a pain thing or a you know a mental health issue or what right. like there's so many things and so it's there's not going to be like a one size fits all in this conversation. Right. Um, and it seems like it would have to be a conversation between like in actuality. Uh, right. You know, in, in real practice of this, it would have to be a conversation between the instructor and the person who wants to do Aikido and, and a conversation of what they're comfortable, like what they're comfortable with and what their level of, um, you know, what they're, what they're able and willing to do in mm. class. Yeah. And I mean, know? I think that that's all born of that, that conversation is born of what do you want from Aikido? Yeah. Right? So what do you yeah. want from Aikido? Because, you know, I mean, m maybe what you want is better facilitated through something else, honestly, or, right. you know, like, I mean, a guy in an iron lung, you know, if he, if he wanted to just know about like how it works and what's going on with it and what is the thought process for it and stuff like that we could talk for a real sure, long time yeah, about yeah. aikido i mean you know but if you want to practice taino hinko that's not available to him you right, know what i'm right. saying and so and so I, I really think looking at it like you know ideally an aikido interaction is an interaction where we just have an amicable relationship and that goes well everyone can do that sure, right? Yeah, right and so if we work down from that then you can kind of hit where it's like well 
I can't really do that, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if a guy had no arms, it's like, well, you can't box. Right, you know, right, right, right. Um, like I mean, that's just it's just immediately off the table. You can't box, right. you know, like you might be able to do kickboxing or something else, but like you can't do Western boxing, mm -hmm. right? And so, like to me, Aikido because an amicable amicable relationship is the way we start and what is ideal. Then everyone can do it. Mm -hmm. um, if you can interact with people, you can do it. And sure. if you couldn't interact with people, then you couldn't do Aikido. Period. Right. But um, so, and I think the way to work down from it there, and I think understanding uh, strategically and tactically how we look at the system and how we should be dealing with conflict, everyone can get on board at the top level, and then it just filters down, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that really relies, though, on the instructor having a clear picture of how Aikido plays out in these different levels, you know, because right. if right. their concept of Aikido is just... Kodagaish. Kodagaish, right? right? On, and we, we practice doing forms on the mat, then that is a really narrow sliver of stuff that people are going to be able to do. And, you know, you're kind of filtering out a lot of people who might not be able to do that for whatever reason. Right. You know? That's absolutely right. It, even whether people, I mean, a, we see it all the time, you know, even just in normal Kimmy, we, we have classes where there are people who are like, they're not going to be able to roll the way, you know, I'm not going to take people through you know, 30 minutes of rolling uh, <laughs> certain people that come to our classes because they're just not going to be able to do it. And right. there's, and, and, and it, that's not, there's no judgment on that. It, that's just what it is. Like, why, why would I do that? To right. <laughs> like, exactly why, right. you know, and why would they want to do that to themselves knowing, you know, and there's really also no need for it if they can't, you know, people should push themselves. But if at a certain point you realize you can't do it, if you can't walk, you can't walk. I mean, you right. know, like, yeah, so we're not going to do footwork training. Why, right. right. Why do footwork? You know, it, that's not going to help you. So finding the pieces that will help you. Right. And, right. and going, you know. And I mean, I think, you know, if you believe that the system of Aikido is just a collection of techniques, then a lot of people are limited in their Aikido practice really quickly. Right. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, yeah. you know, I mean, honestly, if you're just old enough, it, it might be difficult, you know, like right. um, all kinds of problems. Yeah. If you can't move. But if like, you, you know. if you understand the principles that Aikido is pointing at, then you could probably modify anywhere, right? So like I said, you know, if you can't walk, you wouldn't do footwork training, but maybe you would do some kind of wheelchair training, mm -hmm, right? And like, mm -hmm. I don't know what that looks like because I haven't had the opportunity to work with someone like that at, a, at any great level. But like, you know, I'm sure there is the equivalent of Sugiyashi and a Yumiyashi and I'm and clear wheelchair. there's Tenkan and yeah, yeah sure. and I'm sure there's, there's all kinds of things. And so like, you know, if you have mobility at all, then how can we maximize your mobility? And that's how we should work right. instead of working from the... You have to be able to do sugiyashi, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. I think, uh, at least I've read that a pet peeve of a lot of people that, um, people who have disabilities that use, you know, particular like tools or devices, devices to help them is that like people take one glance at them and go, oh, they need help or, oh, they're not able to blank because I mean, I've heard a pet peeve is, you know, people that are in wheelchairs, um, people will come up and just push them or oh, grab fuck. their wheelchair. Yeah, that pissed me off. <laughs> and, and yeah, it pissed me off too because it's like that wheelchair is an extension of their body. Right. And so like You're pushing it's me around. grabbing someone and moving them. Um, and so I think that probably extends into, you know, in these situations where, a, you know, a person has, you know, a, an assistive device on the mat, like... Just you, you can't assume that they can't do something because they have that, right? And so yeah. you can just, in, you know, talk to them and go, you know, can we figure out how to work with your mobility? Because that's that's what footwork training is, is, you know, how do you move from point A to point B? What are the different ways? You know, how can you get yourself to move efficiently? And that's the same no matter how you move, if, you know, whether you're on your feet, on two feet, one foot, whatever. Right. Um, and so I think it's, you know, keeping your mind open and not like, jumping to conclusions about you know people and whatever you know form they're in you right know? right um yeah and it seems like yeah it would be like an idea of thinking you know you would have to rethink of like okay the other thing about it is like how would someone attack someone in a wheelchair because right. that's right. gonna be different it that's sure unique. so yeah. it's like we can't i we can't train I can't train to attack someone in a wheelchair the same way that I would attack, you know, someone who's not because that's not going to happen. Right. You know, um, so I think like all of that would have to play out if something like that was even going to, you know, yeah. going to happen. But I will say that, uh, uh, so we had a, uh, 
in our dojo, a karate school, uh, and there was a, a guy who came and trained who, I don't, do you know exactly what his condition I was? I think he had fetal alcohol syndrome. Um, but he was severely, uh, like he... Limited in limited, lots of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, mobility. Didn't and, have full use of his legs and um, didn't have full use of his arms. And so, but he would come and every Saturday when they had class, he would show up and he would do class uh, with them and, um, you know, do, he could do a lot of the stuff that, that they were doing and it was really awesome to see, um, you know, him doing class, but also the, the instructor was you know, he was doing class with everyone. I mean, it, you mm-hmm. know, um, and obviously there were certain things that he wouldn't be able to do, but it was, um, you know, he was sort of able to, as much as he could, like integrate into the class, yeah. you know? So, I mean, you know, it is, it, it's definitely possible. There's, uh, at least one wrestler and I think there might be a couple actually who, um, are, I don't know the word for, uh, like quadruple amputees, like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. are actually born without, but, um, but they, they, you know, just, uh, very small upper right, uh, no, limbs and yeah, lower limbs. Yeah. And um, they wrestle, and they mm-hmm. wrestle competitively, and they do well, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like um, uh, you just have to understand how to work with what you have sure, yeah. in in the way you want to work with it, you know? And so, for example, if, if I was uh, asked to, to teach someone who was in a wheelchair, I would start working in a wheelchair. And um, I would figure yeah. out what and all like, – I mean, because I know Aikido, so it's just like, well, how do okay, those techniques right, apply yeah, to right. this? How yeah. does, right. How do you – I mean, I think the main point here is like exactly what you're saying. You're the expert – when someone comes to you, you're the expert on Aikido, and they're the expert on their mobility and right. their abilities, right. right? And so you get together and go – they can – you let them tell you, That's here's right. what I can do, here's what I – is okay, here's what I can't do. Here's hard things in my chair, here's easy things in my right. chair, here's And then whatever. you go, I know Aikido, and how can I fit the system mm-hmm. to – you know help you learn what you want to learn yeah. and, and what are the things that you even need to like right you know need to learn what are your what are the things you should be looking out for what's what's the distancing for someone in a wheelchair compared you know right exactly all of right. those things are gonna gonna change a little bit right if um, you're on crutches can you use them as right, a weapon right, like right, you know right. whatever like whatever, how's yeah. how does it affect your balance to not have them like well i was gonna say one thing that i think and again, going back to something I mentioned at the beginning, you know, I know that, like, I've seen students come through who have, um, and I, I don't know if it's a disability, but they have, you know, uh, they're on the spe- the autism spectrum, maybe, or they, like, whatever. And it seems like Aikido really is a good way of pushing them into um, being able to, like, I saw a lot of progress with people of being able to sort of interact on a in a different way really seem like a good way for a lot of people to interact because it's like there isn't uh especially if you know you have something that your interpersonal interactions are a a, a little wonky um aikido is great because it it, none of that matters right because it is really just like an energetic uh, a physical thing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean I i really think like i mean i think you're running up against the like it doesn't even matter about the disability because it's like what martial arts training does is it pushes you. Yeah. Right. And so if you have any kind of limitation, it will push, it will you, push you to go that. further yeah. than yeah. maybe yeah. you think you can go with the limitation. Yeah. Um, and so like being put in all the weird ass positions you're put in and doing martial arts, you will grow as a person. And that's that is regardless it, yeah. of, you know. Anything. And also it's what it's. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's I mean, I, th- I think a really hard thing to get at is like, you know, and, and like the words I want to use is like, you know, like the the average kind of person but like we have an expectation of what a person at a given age and size can do you know so like a 32 year old 200 pound male we have certain expectations of what they can do and so if we hold that as our like that's the normal person right a 32 year old um male like that's you know that's your average person then we're all really limited in mm-hmm. lots of ways sure, yeah. you know what i'm saying and so like instead of seeing it like that you just got to kind of go i think on a case by case basis and it's like here's what you can do and here's what you can't do you know because yeah. i mean there's lots of 32 year old males who i don't know their heads all messed up because you know whatever mm-hmm. their mom beat on them or yeah, something you know yeah, what i mean and so like yeah. whatever problem happened like they have limitations also and so like you know it's hard because I want to say, like, oh, the average person. But there is no average right, person. Right? Yeah. It's always You're a case-by-case totally case basis. I, I always feel weird about, like, that idea of, like, there's a normal because it's like, oh, there's not. Like, 
everyone's messed everyone's everyone's messed up everyone's tweaked everyone's you right, know right. and so we can go like eh. and, and also everyone's just living their life right i mean right, right. doing their thing you yeah. know um and so i think like and i mean this is you know kind of like when i say like a lot of martial arts are ableist it, it's like there's always this expectation that you know uh, you know, oh, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu is a great system. Well, it's not a great system for someone who weighs 100 pounds and, and has a slight build. You know, it's just yeah, it's just yeah. not a great system not, for that yeah. person. Now, you could argue, well, they will become stronger and better. And that's great. And if they want to push those boundaries, that's awesome. But that system is not an ideal system for that person, right? That person would want a system where being quick and agile mm -hmm. is better, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, shooting a gun, right. that that 100-pound right. slight person, if they get to be quick, they just became a huge giant threat, right? right? And so I think everything just needs to be done on that level. And so, like, you know, if you're working with people who have, quote, unquote, disabilities, it's like, well, they're just, they're just, they have limitations that might come up sooner in some areas right, than right. other people. Different, you know? different limitations. Right. And right. there might be some adaptations to techniques that have to be made. And there, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you know, guaranteed if I had people who didn't have fully developed uh, arms and we're doing Kodagaish, the technique's going to change. But the Kodagaish is still going to be a Kodagaish because that's what will get it out of the other person's mm -hmm, hand, mm -hmm, right? For so. sure, yeah. Yeah, because they're still going to uh, be encountering the same situations regardless. Right, right. Regardless of your disability, if someone wants to uh, attack you, there is a certain set of criteria that have to happen. They have to find you. They have to track yes. you down. They have to somehow make contact. They have to use that contact to blah, blah, blah. And so uh, those things do not change based on abilities. Right, right, right. Yeah, the techniques you use to to deal with those problems might be different, but those are always that's always the situation. Right. right. Yeah. And what's cool about a martial arts school is that like it's not like regular school where everyone is, oh, we're all in a grade together. Like right. every single person in in a school is I mean, I've heard Chris talk about this, like that you everyone's held to the same ish standard, like learning standard, but the way that you apply those standards is different for every person because the way that say you know, one of our like younger, like teenager students is going to take a, a test and, you know, do their public speaking part of the test. It's going to be different from the way that, you know, yes. a fully grown adult is going to do the public speaking part of their test. That's right. And so you're not going to really hold them to like the adult standard. You're going you're gonna, you're gonna to go, were they able to speak for themselves? Because it's really hard for them. And they were able to use their voice where it was challenging. Are they on the right you track? Know? So in a right. few years, they will be able to. Right you know speak every person's on their own track people. and so right. like that's cool because then you know everybody's just being compared to themselves and yes. not really anyone else yes which i think is a lot of the attraction of martial arts is because i think most people kind of know that you will be kind of held to your own personal standards like your growth is what's important mm -hmm. you know and that seems especially true in uh maybe more so in traditional martial arts um because there's not any there's not really anything else you know what i'm saying like there's, there's not, no competition or there's anything no competition yeah, right. there's no like whatever so it is just about your uh your your personal growth and it and it does become on you to 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 take that um on yourself you know yeah. i honestly think i mean so obviously there's like severe disabilities where like a person has like major issues with mobility or you know um something that's like very um you know a large issue say um, but i think in most cases most things that like most people that are going to walk into the aikido dojo and say hey i want to learn here like i think it's generally not the person with the disability that has the issue it's everybody else right yeah yeah um, yeah I really think like, like trying to be like, oh, am I going to hurt right. them or am I yes. doing this right? Or is yeah. it blah, blah, blah. All the other and students. wanting to and... be accommodating. and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean, I think that like my um, uncle had, uh, I think it was throat cancer and he had um, a, like a stoma, a hole put oh, in his yeah, throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and my aunt, I mean, this is their like older, you know, their like grandparent age. Um my aunt was so concerned about their grandkids that 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 they were going to, you know, think that it was super weird and be all like freaked out and shocked and she was so bent out of shape about it and then really the boys had like no issue whatsoever. Yeah, like, they didn't yeah. they I mean they noticed but it wasn't that was just like 
okay. Like, cool. Yeah, cool. Like, that's, that's what's going on now. All like, right. It's the it's the adults that have yeah. all these ideas about the world that get fucking weird about stuff. And so I feel like that's probably a lot of the bullshit that you're going to wade through is, you know, not the, the person who has the disabled issues. Like, it's the person who has the the issues dealing with that right, and right, all of right, the right. classmates are right. figuring out how else, to work with right, them right. going like oh what do i do what do i say yeah. yeah yeah but i mean that's probably really good for people too is sure. to go like the point of going to a, a dojo is dealing with all walks of life sure and so part of that is figuring out how to deal with your own bullshit and work with someone who's different than you yeah you know? exactly i mean that's that's <laughs> that's the, the 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 hard line of it like work with someone who's different than you the end yeah mm-hmm it's interesting to me, and I, and I wonder why, and maybe we can speculate, and maybe he'll tell us uh, off, off channel, off, what do you, whatever. In real, in real life, he'll tell us. <laughs> but I, it's, I would be interested to, to, to know, like, how this question came about for, uh, you know, how this question came about, what he was really looking for to get out of it i think one of the things he said to me was that you know he thinks that maybe there's a lot of people who have uh quote-unquote disability that um might not think they could train in a martial art because of whatever is holding them back right Mm -hmm. and so that it might be nice for them to hear that um they could i mean like especially aikido i mean so much of the training is not really about any specific thing you know like any specific like you know it's not that you have to have you know this really crisp strike or this really you know like yeah it's really not reliant on physical like ability like strength or super crazy coordination or i mean you know we have like like we're talking about there's all walks of life you know from children to old people and everywhere in between and so that means that it's you know the bar of entry is is fairly low Mm. in terms of what you have to be able to do coming in you know right and it's all about effort really and again, and it's again not like it's not like boxing. It's not like other things where there, are, you know, where uh, a certain limitation will stop you from being able to do the thing completely. Right. Right. So, like you know, like you were saying, if you have no arms, you are not going to be able to box. Like you just cannot do it. Right. I don't believe that exists in Aikido. Yeah. Like there, there is no limp. There is no. Unless, I mean, like you're a brain in a box somewhere or something, uh, you know, you're going to be able to, in some way, uh, do Aikido or... or, Yeah, engage with the system. Engage, access the system. Right, right, right. Um, And even like, you know, like you probably even if you're a brain in a box somewhere, probably can get something out of it. Of course. You know. Yeah, yeah. if, If your brain in a box can control... Like a box that can be moved. I, I'm basically, like a, I'm a, just a, a brain in a box. Basically. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm saying a box just sitting no, on I, a no, shelf <laughs> somewhere. I'm, I like, that's what I'm I like where we've gone with this. This is yeah. awesome. Well, I'm just trying to, you know. No, I know what you're sure. saying. Yeah. But the, but the, um, the, some martial arts are like, there is a stop point where your limitation will completely stop you from being able to engage in that. And I don't feel like aikido has that necessarily i mean or if it, they do it's way far yeah it, it, it depends kind of on how you're looking at it because like you know uh, you know if you can't walk you can't do the entirety of the system of aikido sure, as sure. it currently exists sure. so that's right. absolutely true right. but understand that that stuff is down the line whereas like you know in boxing the premier thing is to throw a jab the, yeah, that's and the, so if you right. don't have arms you can't do the premier right, thing right, right? right. so um, and I'm like, just making a distinction. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah, disagreeing no, with no. what you're saying, but it, it's like I think I think it, I think it's hard to understand because Aikido's flip flopped. You know, like in Aikido, you're doing well if you're not in any kind of contested right, situation. Right, right. But in boxing, you would never know if you're doing a system unless you're in a right. contested situation. You know, and that's actually contested. also hard because you know we're saying this obviously from the way that we view uh, Aikido, and I think that there are probably a lot of schools who who don't see it that way and who would be like. Well, you know, you can't walk, sorry, you're not going to be able to do these techniques, so you're not going to be able, you know? Right, right, right. Um, and so, you know, again, if you are from a school or your your understanding of the art is just like the techniques, well, then the amount of, uh, 
your ability, the the levels of ability will be different, right? Like the yeah, things I mean, you will need to to access will be different. If you think that like, you know, you have to do a code of guys to be able to do Aikido, right? You know, yeah. I mean, the more the more specific the thing is, the the less forgiving it is. You know, so if you were, you know, say a um six foot seven uh 300 pound um 10 year old you um you went to gymnastics class uh, and said i want to be in the olympics they would probably say yeah you ain't ain't gonna make it have you tried bobsledding or something like uh you know like it's just this is probably just not for you you know have you tried basketball yeah you tried basketball (laughs) yeah that's that's, that might be that might be exactly you can go to the olympics but probably not Not in this thing gymnastics right and so um you know the finer the the scale we're using the more you have to fit a certain standard standard right and that's regardless of quote-unquote able or disabled like you know a perfectly quote-unquote able-bodied person who's six seven who would be a great basketball player is not going to be good on the rings you know is not going to be good at you know a lot of things that gymnastics would do so so and that's just the way that is but but the person can still do lots of things it's just you have to curtail it for that person build it for the person right yeah and i mean i you're saying this but i want to just add on to that that like the six foot seven person could still do gymnastics. Sure. They're just not going to go to the Olympics no. with, you know what I mean? Right. Like it's like how fine a point do you want to right. put on right. what your goal is, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, And I think that's why martial arts is good is it's, it's so personalized and tr- like Josh was saying, especially traditional martial arts, it's all about yourself and your own growth and what you can bring to the table. You know, I mean, I I'd also want to like, cause I, I think, when you know we're talking about disabilities there's so many different kinds and of course i think everybody's mind jumps to something really visual like um oh someone who's in a wheelchair or someone you know who needs crutches or blind or right exactly like but there's a bunch of other things that are like invisible that like you know as far as we're concerned we can't tell that there's something going on but like you know like pain disorders and things that make it hard to you know show up every day at the same time to class or you know stuff like that right um I mean, I, not that there's that much to be said other than, like, you can totally come to class. And whenever you can come to class, come to class. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah right. Like, I think that, that you know, there's no um, – I hope that the environments that you find yourself in in terms of dojos, those are places that are supportive and are always um, encouraging you to are, – are happy when you're there and don't um, give you a hard time when you can't be there you know right, what i mean because right. i think that's a, a major thing that a lot of people who have a lot of like you know chronic pain disorders like they feel really guilty because they'll go like mia for like a couple weeks because they're just in so much pain they can't leave the house right, or they can't right. you know and you know explain <laughs> that to your sensei you know right, explain yeah. that to whoever's in charge of the school and, and i also think we could talk a little bit about being on the the running a school side and facing that because yeah. I mean I remember one time thinking about that and just being like oh man where would I start with a person in this kind of way or that kind of way you know and I think like that's totally the wrong way to look at it and you need to look at it from what can they do that is in the system and that's where we start mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Um, and I mean honestly if you want to talk about like ma'ai and what ma'ai is and, and you know of course depending on their situation you might have to modify the ma'ai but if you're an Aikido teacher you should understand how to modify the Ma'ai pretty easily. Um, so so it's like you might have to make modifications for things, but go like, well, what does this person do? And and most importantly, what do they want? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Right, because they may want a very simple thing. They sure. may be coming there just, uh, I need a place to go every hour, uh, every other day so that uh, I'm not in my house and right. yep. like whatever. Yep. Yep. That, that's what I need. I want to be around other good people who right. like-minded. Right. And I think this looks cool right. and... And uh, I don't care about much of anything else. Like, that's just what I, I had. It. This is completely on an off note. But uh, <laughs> I was Uchideshi once, and uh, I was sitting in the dojo. This is like an oddball time. And I think I was reading a magazine or something on the couch. And uh, I had this little knock at the door. And I go to the door, and there's this it's lady, maybe maybe like 42, 43. And, you know, really unassuming, like, you know, normal 42-year-old looking lady right at the door. And she said, excuse me, what are you? do here and and i said uh i'm an uchideshi here i live in suit oh no 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 what is what is this building what do you do here i said we do aikido and she's like oh is that some kind of martial art and i said yeah and she's like oh yeah i don't know anything about it 
And I was like, okay. <laughs> and she said, but I think I want to be here. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So and, and she's like, she's like, could could I come here? And I said, yeah. And I told her when the schedule was. She came, she signed up, and she was there for like four years. No you know, way. like yeah, and didn't know that anything about awesome. it, but she just liked the place, uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. And so I mean, that's she. She didn't care. Right, right, like she didn't right, care what right, we taught her. Right. She just thought the she's place like, was cool. I just want to be here. The people who went there seemed cool. This is just that's great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, that could be the reason. And so like you know, have a good conversation. Yeah. Of, you know, what do you want out of this? What are your expectations? Be honest with people about their expectations. You know, like someone's in a wheelchair, they're not probably doing five backflips. And, you know, I mean, it's probably not happening, right? So be realistic about it with them, but um, talk to them about what they want and then be ready to make modifications and, and, and find ways to work with them. I think that's really great advice to just ask questions. It's like, because I don't know, I've found myself so many times like jumping to conclusions or, you know, making assumptions about what someone knows or doesn't know. I mean, when you said, you know, when you're teaching someone how to do rolls for the first time, uh, ask them if they've rolled before, right. which is like a no shit thing. But now, like now, every time I, re- I try to remember to ask them or with something else. That's It'll save you a lot of pain. Right. I know. Right. <laughs> you cheat to someone there looking at you weird. You're like, why are you looking at me? I'm trying to help you. And then you're like, oh, because you've done this a bunch. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like, I mean, the other day with one of the kids, I was like, oh, have you been taught this already? Because I didn't want to repeat stuff that he'd already heard you know right. but like just asking someone and letting them tell you what they need is like such a no shit thing but i think we forget because we go okay here we go here's the schedule blah blah, blah. Right. Like you just kind of right. steamroll somebody right. you know um, rather than going let me give you time for you to tell me your story and then we can work out what what it is is going on here you know right because oftentimes a lot of people just are ready to tell you their story, you know, are ready to <laughs> give you their narrative oh, if, yeah. if yeah. you're willing to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to shut those people up. <laughs> all right. All right. All right, Rick. Let's get down to brass tacks here. Yeah. This is called Come On. We've been here three, three, three hours now. <laughs> and you have uh, told me everything about yourself. What about um, like people with learning disabilities? Mm-hmm. That's like a different sort of category, yeah. you know? I, I've dealt with a lot more people with um, uh, social, emotional um, disabilities than I've dealt with people with physical um, physical disabilities. Yeah, uh-huh. so learning, social. I've, I've dealt with a lot of people, um, especially in kids' class. Um, it's the same kind of thing. You know, you have to – I mean, my, my brain chemistry is not quite right. And so, like, I think I kind of bring that to meeting people and go, like – how do you see the world? You know, like what I don't necessarily, especially with a kid, I don't ask them that. But I'm like, <laughs> what is this kid seeing right now? You know, and then like look at their interactions with other people, look at their interactions with themselves, how they comport themselves. And it's like I'm studying them as much as I can. I'm going, what do you see? What, what do you, yeah, right. Yeah. Where and are you at? It, it takes me a couple of weeks and then I'm usually on top of it and I go, okay, I know what this kid needs. And right. then I just drill in what they need, you know. And if yeah. I'm wrong, then I pull back and I go, well, yeah, that, that, that didn't work. I'll fix it. <laughs> right. I'll fix it another right. way, you know. How do you handle um, situations where, like, there's, you know, one person who is, you know, needs a lot of extra attention? I mean, you know, I guess this is the same with a new student, but someone who needs some extra attention or is on a different page than mm-hmm. everybody else mm-hmm. in the class. That happens a lot, too. I mean, and that happens, again, without not any kind of disability. Just it's, it's just, like we're on a different page, man. Right. Um, so a lot of times, depending on the class structure, if I have, like, you guys there or someone who could use some teaching experience and um, this person needs some personal attention, that's an easy time to say, like, hey, Maya, go work with this guy on that, you know? Right. Um, And so I can usually kill two birds with one stone, which delights me because it's like, oh, they get to work on this thing and this person gets personal attention. So it works out great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, If I don't have that kind of situation, so there's no one else to to hand them off to to get the personal attention they need, I make the whole class work back closer to what they need. And if you do it right, so you you never go like, oh, hey, we're going to do it because this guy can't do four roles. You you don't do that, you know? (laughs) But but so like... There, everyone needs to work on all the fundamentals always. I still need to work on the fundamentals always. And so, like, you can work on that stuff, give a lot of attention to that person, and then if you're careful and you go to the people who've done it a bunch, you can also make them better at their fundamentals Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know? So so I just work on, I I make the class work at the level that that person can work at. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, a good, a good 
uh, way to look at it because I think that's 100% true. You know, you find the level of sort of the lowest person and you work back back up because the highest person uh, can always work on that lower right. thing. That's the exactly lower person right. may not get the, you know. That's right. So wherever the the you know, and lowest or high, whatever. But, you know, you find the person that needs sort of the most help and you start there and everyone else can find something that they can work on right. in that right. in right. that right. space, you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, a good example of that too is like, you know, say we have um, a bunch of students who are uh, good at taking your Kimmy and then we have a brand new person who can't do a role. Um, I'll get them all doing roles and then to the people who can do Kimmy, I go, okay, time to work on your high false while we're all working on roles because it's just another kind of role, you know? And so like doing that, like adding advanced features for those people who are at that level and maybe they don't normally get to work on. It's kind of a fun thing for them to get to work on, you know? They're like, wow, Um, we've never seen this. Exactly right. So, you know, we're doing cross roles (laughs) or doing any kind of other weird shit we can do, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, there's a. I think there was a weapons class a while back that you did that was. Um, it was very. I felt like it was very smartly crafted. Like it was working on Thank some you. really fundamental shit, but it felt like brand new shit to me. Right. Even though it was, you know, I mean, it was stuff I'd seen before, but the the spin that you put on it was different, right. and so it felt totally fresh. Right. And it was great because the new person didn't you know. It was still a. You know, it was still at their level. But it was explained in a way that made all the people who had heard it before go, oh, interesting, right, you right, know? Right, right, And I think that's super great because then it kind of meets everyone's needs. I think that's another great thing about Aikido is because there's because it's so deep uh, in, in each thing, right? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. But each piece of the, the, the puzzle or whatever goes really deep. Uh, so you can understand it at a surface level. And then right. it just goes down, 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 or up, however you want to look at it. But uh, because that is the case, you can do exactly what you're talking about right now, which is give something to people at a surface level. So uh, people who maybe have different abilities or are brand new or whatever, they can hit this thing at a very surface level. And everyone else should be able to find stuff that they they can still work on all the way down. And it doesn't ever really end. You know, even Ukimi roles, you can still get better at your roles. Right. Yeah. You know, you can still get better at Tino Hinko, like all all the way down, no matter how long you've been doing it. So I think that's one of the things that, that makes it very nice is that it can you can be it can be applicable to two wildly different sets of people right. ability right, levels right, right, right? Right, right, right like right. every time i go to class even if you do a uh and a class that's like you know shomenuchi ikkyo i can still get something good out of that every time that i do it if my my mindset's in the right, right place right, right you know and i do you know so i think that's that is a a feature of and I maybe other martial arts are like this. I don't know, but it's a feature of Aikido that I think is uh, really good uh, for hitting people at all levels. Right. You know. I was thinking about um, this. Is actually isn't really even necessarily related to disabilities, but I was thinking about like social stuff and like you know how members of the dojo might interact with each other, and um, wondering if. Chris, if you've ever had to deal with situations where um, dojo members maybe had, you know, difficult interactions or conflict among themselves that, you know, came onto the mat or, or, you know, happening during class time or something and how you deal with, you know, maybe even adults who don't interact well or having conflict of some kind. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, I've heard in, in schools I've been in lots of problems with this, and I really haven't had many. Like, I mean, personally, I, I just haven't had many. Um, I can remember uh, one sort of case with one guy who had a problem with some people that I sort of remember. Couldn't tell you what his name was. Couldn't tell you what the problem was. But I do remember there like, was one that's guy. That's redacted. Um, I do, but I do remember there was one guy and he had a problem and he came to you and he said, Hey, blah, blah, blah is doing this particular thing. I don't like, Oh, you remember what I'm talking about? Okay. Um, I remember. And that's the only time that I've ever, ever remembered. And that was a long time ago. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking about, but that um, was, and that didn't turn out bad or anything. No. And 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 I I just talked to them both individually about that, and it it got cleared up pretty easily. But you know, especially when you're dealing with people who have like uh, some uh, emotional stuff going on, you know, like I mean, and emotional stuff could be you know my dog died last week, and it could be whatever. I mean, could right. be yeah, yeah, you totally. know, who knows? A, a big bunch of stuff like right. um, could anywhere in there, um, but like. Uh, you need to be kind of aware, and I mean, maybe that's probably why I haven't had a whole, whole lot of trouble with this, is, like, I usually am fairly tuned in with what's going on with my students. So, like, mm-hmm. I know that, like, you know, oh, this guy just broke up with his girlfriend, and he's going through some shit. And so I, I kind of navigate through those things as I build the structure of my classes, you know, and, like uh-huh. – um, for you guys that don't know, I, I build the structure of my classes on the fly, right? So every class I teach depends on what's going on that day. And it's usually thematic to whatever I'm working on at the time or want to push forward for the school. But the classes are all custom built for who shows up to that class. Um, and so, you know, if I've got some people that are having some emotional issues, I usually just manage it in a way that, you know, it won't. And to, you know, say I had two people who just can't get along, well, then I would make sure they didn't train together. And I mean, there's tons of ways to do that that are clever and they would never even know that I'm doing it, you know, like... Right. You're doing the social engineering. Right, it's right, exactly right. It's the equivalent of a teacher putting two problem students not sitting them next to each other That's in exactly class. right. Like. That's exactly right. <laughs> and, you know, most people, that kind of shit blows over, like, pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's fine. I haven't had any, any major problems with that. I do know the situation you're talking mm-hmm. about. Um, yeah. That's the only one I can even remotely remember that really being any, any kind of an yeah. issue. And that didn't turn so, out so bad. But. Yeah. I remember being a teenager on the mat and working with my sister and us bickering <laughs> while working together. And you coming over there being is like that. There is the, uh, <laughs> the, sibling the siblings problem. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Siblings and I think I just separated you two. Yeah, I think you just said, <laughs> I think honestly you just said quit it and we yeah. stopped. Stop. <laughs> quit being silly, yeah. Yeah, that's that's inevitable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sibling bullshit, that's, yeah. <laughs> and it's weird. As, I mean, I guess it makes sense with kids' classes, how many siblings you sort of get. Oh, yeah. Um, you a know, lot. we have lots of pairs of siblings who are at the dojo. I, my brother might show up at some day. He always, oh, yeah? he threatens. Are you serious? He threatens. Yeah. So he has threatened before. That. Yeah. He oh, asked me. I'd love it if Jason came. He's like, how much? Like, whatever. And I'm like, well, here's what it is, but you should just come. He's like, oh, okay. But then he never does. Jason would be, so. uh, he'd probably be instantly good. He would really be. Good. And I'd be real mad because he'd probably be like real good, real quick. And I'd be like, damn it. Josh's brother, Jason, <sighs> is like this gifted savant guy. Like, he. He's an unassuming dude. He yeah. yeah. Totally like, unassuming, like regular dude. You never think anything. He's not like athletically. He, no. he was like on the PBA. Yeah. He, he was a bowling. You know, uh, yeah. We plays darts he's a badass we went this this is my story that's quintessential jason is we we went to this uh whitewater rapid thing and they had a horseshoe pit and jay and like i played horseshoes a bunch right and uh jason walks up and he's all oh, horseshoes and he's like how does it work and i explain cool. it real quick right and he pitches first pitch ringer he's like oh let me try that again second pitch ringer third pitch leaner i was just like what the fuck You're like oh yeah guy, i never dude. played this before yeah. This just is automatically. This good. is my yes. problem growing up, because it's like, how do you deal with that? <laughs> yeah, being the sibling of right, somebody how do you who's deal good with right. all that shit, and he's just like, hey, let's play whatever game, and I'm like, all right, dude, but look, you gotta let me win sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't do oh, it. Oh, Joshua's get so bad at and so I just beat him at ping yeah. pong. <laughs> so I just eventually I would we we wouldn't do anything anymore because I was like, well, it's no fun for me. You have to realize. That, like, I have to be able to get something out of it. If I get beat all the time, I don't want to do it. So then I quit playing with it. And it was fine after that. It was, you know, anyway. Oh, that's yeah. great. Um, what, anything else about the, the disabilities thing? Are there any sort of, I mean, I think we hit it pretty good. And we talked about a lot of the, you know, physical disabilities and, and um, the the types of issues that, that people might have and why Aikido may be more uh, accessible for some people than some other martial arts. I mean, I would say, you know, like, I, I mean, I, I love Aikido. I think it's great. But I would say any any martial art where the teacher is willing to work with their students wherever their students come in is mm-hmm. probably going to be a good yeah. one for you. Yeah, you know? it's all like, about meeting people where they're at. Like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly If you exactly can do that, right. then it's yeah. probably going to be It's going to be good. And yeah. I'm sure, yeah, and I'm sure that I feel like it would be a really – bad dojo if someone came in and an instructor was not willing to work with them at on some at some level 
I you think know, I think there's a zillion of them. Out I mean, there. I'm sure yeah. there are, but to me, that that you know, and that's not to say that like, you know, someone couldn't say like, well, look, the the disruption to the type of class, this specific type of class, is such that like, I don't think this is going to be good for you, but we can work with you. But if someone was just like, no, I can't work with you, I, to me, that would be. Not a not a great place yeah, that well, you would it's a good wa- want to leave. Yeah, study anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't so, want to stay there either. Yeah, um, but I do think if if you are someone who thinks, you know that that is limited and thinks maybe you can't train, think about it and maybe go and try it and yeah, see see what pro- happens because um, especially with Aikido being the that the philosophy doesn't rely on physicality. Right. If you have physical limitations. It's going to be uh, good for you, or or you know, it will be more accessible for you. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, man. There it is. Hey, for five minutes, we're, we're golden. Oh wow! Look at us. That time flew. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's go ahead and thank our patrons, who I love. We got, we got a new patron. We got a new one Another since new, last yeah. time. Got one yesterday. Yeah. And see, here's the thing: people don't know this, but since last time was like the like a, a day. So yep. we got yeah. a new patron. Wow. Yeah. We're trying to get on our schedule so that we are. We have weird yeah, schedules. We've been people. doing weird yeah. shit lately. Yeah. Sorry. We're trying to like. Not that anyone knows that, we're, but for we're us. recording yeah. Thursday so that it'll be ready for Tuesday rather than recording Tuesday and uploading it on, on Tuesday. Tuesday night. Right. <laughs> or Sunday or whatever yeah. other day we might. Yeah. We want to give Chris as much time as he can to just procra- to forget. To procrastinate. That's what you're doing. Yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I mean, because, you know, you yeah. have to. All right. So let's thank our patrons. We love you guys. Thank you so much to William, Glenn Hunt, Spain Avenue, Logan. This is my application for jet certification. Yep. Heinrich, he's got it. You don't have to. You can change that now. <laughs> you got to send him. A certificate. I'll send you a certificate. <laughs> my stamp, my seal of approval. Go I love ahead. that. I hope it's like clip art. Like I really hope <laughs> oh, it's like man, a fucking so hot. Like clip a ransom so note. Hot. <laughs> I just clip it all together. We'll we'll figure something out. Yeah, yeah. Like pasted together. Uh, Adam Nicholson, Matt Whalen, the Dirt Wasp Podcast, Chris Comouth, Jeremy, more cookie than monster mm-hmm, hiker, mm-hmm. K, Brad V, Yarrow Madrona, uh, the Doctor Guy from Mega Ma- Mega Man, Brooke Ferragamo, Ben Bear Wrestler Aldrich, Tommy Siv, Francis Cordone, Scott Burns on the twelfth day of Aiki, my sensei gave to me twelve patrons paying, eleven shares sharing, ten <laughs> legs a sweeping, nine okay. I, man, I really wish I could know the rest the of the whole poem. thing. Yeah, uh, Dave Burns, Ascension Center, Barrett Lippy, Sam Sulian, Ocon Ayrton, Randy Stewart, Hillary Jones, Constantinos Andrew, Fran. Sometimes I pay attention. Martinson, Yuli Simgu, Brian Crowley, Lisa Klein, Sharon Okada, Christopher Acido, Matt Mumford, Grant Templin, and Lenny Akuna. All right, all right. Thank you to all. I mean, thank you to all of our listeners. You don't have to be. We we uh, love you and respect you regardless of, uh, well, if you hate us, maybe not. But uh, regardless of whether you're a patron, um, so thank you for listening. Um, and we do I've read a couple of reviews of our podcast where um, uh, they didn't like us. Uh-huh. And, and after reading, I was like, this guy listened to more than just an episode. <laughs> right, right. He listened to several is... episodes. So I'm sure there are some people out there who hate us who listen right, to right. regularly. <laughs> and that's fine. Yeah. It's cool. They, Whatever it's, it's floats your boat, man. Listening. And, and yeah. truthfully, cool. I kind of maybe w- do respect those people for that, that thing of like, but they're listening. Yeah. You yep. know, because a lot yep. of people just be like, I hate you. I'll never listen to you again. And I'll tra- talk trash on you. But I don't really know what you're doing. But I still don't. I hate you. I know that. Whatever. Uh, but if you're willing to sit down and listen to, you know, three, four, five, ten episodes and still be like, mm, I don't yeah, like I hate you. Him. I hate him. But <laughs> I give you respect. All right. Tip of the week. I don't know if I've given this one before, Ooh, but do your, looking... do your stretches, y'all. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I All mean. Right. You know, take care of your body because, you know, whatever level of martial so, arts you're doing correct. You know, should probably. And I think uh, right now is probably a good time to say that in, in two ways. One, uh, New Year, getting back from a lot of people. Like for us, we had a, a, a few days off um, from training. And so when getting back into it, it's like, mm, I don't I don't feel quite the same as I did when I left. Uh, and then also people who are maybe have been out longer for the pandemic or whatever, whatever else, coming back, you're not going to be able to attack it at the same intensity yeah. that you were before. So 
uh, build yourself back up. Yeah. 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 Build it back up. I like it. I like that one. Okay. Um, you know what? Here's a thing that maybe I'll throw out. Okay. If yeah, other people, uh, listeners, along with topic ideas, maybe they have tips of the week that they'd like to share with us. That hey, would be I love great. That. Yeah, yeah. And that's that great. would take it off of us a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Uh, and I'm I like sure that. people do have great tips. So yeah. if you have a tip of the week you'd like us to share, uh, send it our way, and uh, Chris or Maya will pick it up. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Someone else and Josh. share it with me, and then it'll it'll get on the air. All right, is that? Are we done then? I think we're done. Okay. Yeah.